I don't think that anyone denies that connections, especially social connections, which, as we're going to talk about later, actually helps grow your business in a substantial way. I don't think anyone denies that these connections are vital. The problem is that while we need them more than ever, and we do, the challenges to creating them are at an all-time high. I mean, you have, I don't know, kids and school and extracurricular commitments and then chores and errands. And our days just feel full before we even open our eyes. And when it comes to maintaining connections, that seems to take a back seat to all of these other things that are quote unquote more important. And then on top of that, so you have these busy full days. And on top of that, when it comes to our business and creating connections with our audience and clients and our networks, we've got coming at us like all these challenges. We have the challenge of an attention economy. And don't worry, if you don't know what an attention economy is or what it's all about, just stay tuned for a future episode. I'm going to explain and I'll let you in on understanding what it is and why it matters. But we have the attention economy. We have social media. We have pressure to generate results fast and technology and tools that are supposed to help us make life more efficient and be more connected. But really, it just leaves us feeling more disconnected than ever before. And so when entrepreneurs contact me, and they usually contact me because they're frustrated, they're frustrated that their business isn't growing, whatever that next level is, it's not happening. They tell me, hey, Rita, so I would like to work with you to look at my marketing strategy, or I would like to work with you to look at my sales techniques. But really, the most important thing that they need to dive into is their ability to create connections. And when I say connections, I really mean authentic connections because trust and rapport and understanding, those are three non-negotiables. Those are essential for business success. And I will tell you this, that trust overall is at an all-time low. And I mean trust in everything. Trust in institutions all across the board. Trust in government, an all-time low. Trust in corporate America, all-time low. Trust in schools, higher education, all-time low. And guess what this fourth one is, guys? Trust in business, all-time low. And if you narrow business down to solo entrepreneurs and go even narrower, solo entrepreneurs or freelancers, coaches, consultants who are building their business primarily online, you are going to find a huge drop, huge in the amount of trust that consumers have in these businesses. Trust has declined for a variety of reasons, like increased competition, misinformation, deceptive, fraudulent, just shady marketing practices. Future episodes are going to expand on all of that and how you rebuild trust in very specific areas. But for now, the most important thing to understand is that people, especially consumers, are being more discerning. Consumers are being more discerning when it comes to choosing who they work with. True connection, which means a connection that allows your audience to experience, to experience that you understand them and share their goals, not to just hear it and not to just know it, but to experience that you understand them and share their goals, a connection where your audience feels seen and heard and understood, a connection where they feel prioritized, a connection where they feel like you accept them right where they are, as they are, and that by working with you, they belong to something bigger than themselves. That type of true connection, all of those things, that's what strengthens trust. And trust is what allows someone to feel more confident 
to not only hire you, but to ultimately place their lives or their business in your hands. So connection matters more than ever before. And we're going to talk about it on this episode of Back to Community. Success is about more than what you know or who you know. It is all about the quality of connections that you have with others. If you're ready to transform your business, elevate your influence, and fuel your financial success, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Rita Goodrow, a community-building expert, business strategist, and speaker who's dedicated to helping individuals, teams, and organizations build stronger connections in an increasingly disconnected world so that they unlock success and fulfillment. And for business, that translates into more creativity, more risk-taking, innovation, and increased profits. Join me weekly to discover actionable strategies, inspiring stories, and transformative insights that will help you connect deeply with your audience, your clients, and your network. Because you see, when you turn those connections into a loyal and trusting community, you will see your business grow like never before. It is time for a connection revolution because success is inevitable when you focus on building community. So let's get back to it. So why is it that connection, creating true, authentic, genuine connection, why is that so difficult? Why is that so hard for us, especially for business owners? So before I jump back into it, why connection is difficult, I kind of want to turn our attention to that word, authenticity. Because it's definitely a buzzword, and I think you hear it almost everywhere, especially in the landscape of business. But whether you think that that word is being overused or not, there is no denying that there is a push to experience authenticity everywhere. Work, home, business. But in business, it is easier said than done. There are so many factors that keep us from feeling comfortable with authenticity. We have fear of failure fear of rejection, fear of other people's opinions. We have a need to project a certain image to the world for success, whether that's an image that you think is necessary to sign clients or to get selected for a speaking engagement, for a publisher to publish a book, or an image that you need to project to keep up with your peers, or even just to get attention anywhere, social media, any of the places. And then also, oftentimes, I hate to say it, but just a general lack of self-awareness, whether that's overall or in certain situations. So those things are working against us. It's making it very difficult to be easily authentic in business. And then you have, well, what do people mean when they say be authentic? So then there's confusion around what that means. Does it mean I have to be messy? Does it mean I have to talk about all my personal life? Does it mean that I have to air my dirty laundry? What if my emotions aren't appropriate to show? What if the information isn't appropriate to talk about? Am I just out of luck? Am I never able to be authentic with my audience? Like Those are just some of the questions that I get around this concept of authenticity in business. But here's what authenticity is, because it's really none of that. Authenticity is showing your true self. So yes, it means showing who you are, your true identity, your true self. And that includes your strengths, but it also includes your vulnerabilities and your unique perspectives. So we're talking about your personal opinions, right? So your perspectives, your way of looking at the world, your philosophies, your mindsets behind things, all of that. 
But yes, while it requires showing your strengths and your vulnerabilities and your unique perspectives, it also requires self-awareness and empathy. Because when you add in self-awareness and empathy, you mix it all up. It means sharing your genuine thoughts. So sharing your true thoughts, your genuine thoughts, your genuine experiences, but sharing them while considering how they are going to impact others, how that share will impact others, and also aligning those shares with the context of the situation. So you have to be situationally aware, you have to be others aware, and you have to say, okay, I want to genuinely share this thought. I want to share this genuine experience, but I'm only going to share it after I consider how sharing this is going to impact others. And I want to make sure that it's right for the context of the situation in which I'm sharing. And all of that just means your shares have to be looked at through the eyes of your audience. But of course, to do that, that means you have to know your audience to be able to determine what things look like from their point of view. So now you know that connections are vital, but not just any kind of connection, authentic connections. And you know that authentic connections require a deep understanding of your audience. And you know that there are numerous challenges. So now you know all the challenges that you're encountering that we encounter daily that impede our ability to both be authentic and connect fully. So then what do we do? How do we do it? How do we overcome these challenges in a practical, tangible way as business owners? Now, there's a tendency, a tendency among business owners to look at creating connection as being the result of things like engaging on social media or attending networking events, or sending out direct messages. But connection goes beyond surface level. I'll say that. Connection goes beyond surface level interactions. And that those surface level interactions look like, but are in no way limited to, here's the old lawyer me, they look like this, but they are in no way limited to liking someone's posts, commenting with like, love this, great share, way to go, or some other brief statement that doesn't really get into a conversation small talk at networking events, emails and newsletters that are talking at someone instead of conversing with someone. Connection really involves understanding your audience, understanding their needs, their values, their aspirations. It's about building trust and rapport. And we've already learned building trust and rapport are the results of being authentic, but also the result of being authentic and consistent and transparent in your business. So how do we do it? How do we overcome all of those challenges? Well, we need to look at creating connections in a broader way, and we need to understand that it's about being authentic and consistent and transparent. Now, I want to pause here for a moment and look at that word consistency, because when it comes to building trust, a lot of people are not talking about consistency in business. Now, I do want to put this out here. You're not going to be 100%. I know I'm not. I've missed podcast episodes. I mean, I just told you about one last week. Newsletters, putting out posts, attending events. But I want you to look at consistency through a bigger lens. Are you being consistent with what you say? Do people clearly know what you're an expert and an authority on? And I say that because I often see entrepreneurs hopping around in their messaging. One day they're talking about time management, but the next day they're talking about organization, and the next day they're talking about nutrition, and then the next day they're talking about photography, 
And the next day, they're talking about who knows what. Not that any of these are bad topics, but they're hopping around between topic after topic after topic. And so their audience has a really hard time truly understanding what their expertise is. And then add to that inconsistency, inconsistency in how the messages are being presented. So, for example, hugely varying visual images or fonts or color schemes and graphics. And you have then the frequency, inconsistency and frequency showing up big and then suddenly disappearing and then not showing up again for a while or saying you're going to show up for things and then not doing it and then showing up to say why you didn't do it. I'll be live this Friday and then Friday comes and you don't go live. And then on Monday, it's like, hey, guys, sorry I wasn't live on Friday, but, you know, life happens and total permission to blank. And then that repeats in the future. I mean, even inconsistency in offerings. So you're talking about a program or some kind of service that you offer one minute, and then the next minute you're promoting something else. And then the next day, something else. And you've got a link to something in the bio of your Instagram, but it's not what you're posting about on Facebook. And then it's not what you're bringing up on calls. And it's not what's on your website. Or you say you're going to launch something and you talk about it for two or three days, but then suddenly I don't hear you talking about it anymore. All of those different things that you promote and then you pull back on or you decide to drop. And then you've got consistency or rather inconsistency in pricing. So one minute your rates are X, but then the next they're Y. And then on the phone you stay at a rate of A, but then suddenly you're willing to charge B in the middle of that conversation. All of this, these are just a few ways that inconsistency can create a feeling of distrust between your audience and you and your business, even though the technical information, the expertise that you share is great. So tips and resources are helpful. You showcasing that you know what you're talking about is important. And you're doing that, but then you don't understand, but why aren't people hiring me when I'm showing that? And it's because you haven't established trust. And the reason you haven't established trust, even if you're doing some of the other things we talked about is because of inconsistency in many of these areas. That alone, the actions create trust themselves. I want you to take a moment and think about everything that you've put out in the public. Review everything that you're doing in the public eye as a business owner. Look at your interactions with your audience. Look at your interactions with your peers and your networks. Look at your interactions with your prospective clients, with your current clients. Are you being authentic? We talked about what that means earlier. And are you being consistent? We just talked about what that can mean. Where is there room for improvement? What are some of the most common mistakes that entrepreneurs make when trying to establish connections? I want to highlight some of these pitfalls so that you can avoid them. I would say that common mistakes that entrepreneurs make are focusing on self-promotion over building genuine relationships. And self-promotion can be the direct promo posts. Let me give you a great example. I have recently gotten into LinkedIn in a bigger way because for future episodes, I will tell you what I'm doing on LinkedIn and why I'm doing it. It's not important for this episode. But what is important is that I'm on LinkedIn. And more than ever on LinkedIn, I am getting messages from people saying, hey, Rita, like loved your post on X. You know, if you're curious or want help in, you know, reaching out to more clients who could be yours, like our team over here can blah, 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 blah. They are self-promoting. They didn't take time to find out anything about me or my business or not even really connected to me. Like, I don't need what that example was that I gave you, but let's pretend I did. 
Like the better way to go about it would be, hey, Rita, I saw your post on blah, blah, blah. And I really loved how you said X, Y, and Z. I'd really love to connect with you here so that I can like learn more about your business and stay, you know, up to date on all of this fabulous information. And of course, then I'm going to say thank you so much. And then I'm going to accept their request. And then maybe they go to that post or maybe they do it in the opposite direction. Hey, Rita, love that. Like they're actually commenting and engaging on the post. And then they send me that nice message and we connect. And then they stay connected and they learn about me. They interact more on my profile. They go and check out my website. They go and do all of these things, right? And then like maybe they say, hey, Rita, I see that you X and this is something that we do. Would you be interested in learning more about this? And they get my buy-in to want to talk about it more, right? I also just had a client who said she was approached to actually be paid to lead a training. And as she asked questions and got curious about what they wanted and what they wanted the training to be about and the results for their clients, she realized she was not the right one to give the training. So she said, hey, this is not, I am not the right fit. I would not feel comfortable saying yes and moving forward with this, I think you would be better suited for using this kind of person. And they were like, thank you. And then they emailed today saying, you know, we really appreciated your honesty and your straightforwardness, and we'd love to talk to you about doing this other thing, right? When you focus on building relationships first, the success will come. It may not come directly from that person or directly from that thing, but it will come. So a mistake is self-promotion, whether that's direct self-promotion whether that's, hey, get on the phone with me. I'd love to talk to you. Like, get on the phone with me before ever even just having a conversation with that person to see if they're the right person who should get on the phone with you, even through educational marketing and educational content, right? Like, focusing on that self-promotion, prioritizing that over building genuine relationships is a huge pitfall to avoid. And to be able to build genuine relationships, you need to actively listen and show interest in other people and other people's experiences. So when you're going networking, when you're going to these places, are you asking questions and learning about people and not really so much talking about yourself or what you do? Trust me, we'll do future episodes. It will happen, right? Are you engaging on other people's content online more than you're posting your own? Like, again, the success will come, right? And I'm gonna, each of these will have its own separate episodes. So I'm going to stop commenting separately on each individual one, knowing that future episodes are going to dive deep into all of this stuff. But Stop focusing on self-promotion and start prioritizing building relationships. Start actively listening. Show interest in other people. Another mistake to avoid is failing to follow up or maintain connections over time. I mean, that's a big one. So many people are meeting people and talking to people and it's one or done. And if someone wasn't ready to hire and they don't have a great relationship nurturing strategy and there are all of these connections that are falling through the cracks because they've connected with so many people and then they're going wide instead of deep and, you know, all of that. Another pitfall is what we talked about, not being authentic or vulnerable between the interactions that are happening and also just not not engaging curiosity. I can't tell you how many times curiosity is not engaged. That's a habit. That's a muscle that we have to flex. And I think that's going to be a great future episode now that I say that. But I want to give you a story. I want to give you a story of a client, previous client, that kind of illustrates the importance of all of these connections in growing a successful business, kind of takes everything that we've talked about and summarizes it a little bit. Alex had a business providing web design services and was building their business primarily online. And Alex was very passionate about their work. They were definitely eager to grow their business. It was a new business. They really wanted it to take off. They were excited for it. They had left corporate America doing a similar kind of role for another company. And they just knew that this was what they wanted to do. And they knew that relationships were the key. So in an effort to do that, to attract clients, 
Alex did what they thought were the right things to do. They promoted their skills and their expertise on social media, definitely said, hey, here's what I'm good at. Here's what I'm an expert on. Here are my projects. Here are my accomplishments. Here are case studies. Here are tips and credentials, experiences that they had all related to what they do and how they're an expert in it. They also relied heavily on automation and templates. So for email marketing, email communication, social media posts, potential client interactions, a lot of the social media engagement, all of it was kind of through workflows, automation, VAs, things like that. And Alex thought, well, great, because that's going to save me time. And then I can really provide great service to the clients that I have. And so even though Alex was engaged with their audience, the actions as you can tell maybe from what I just listed, were focused on selling their services. It was highlighting them as an expert, highlighting what they did, their credentials, right? Positioning, the conversations on social media were about things regarding the expertise and, and what they did. What they didn't do, what Alex didn't do, was spend much time listening to their audience. Didn't spend time really listening to the needs of their audience, the messaging and the branding, felt a little inconsistent. They were doing what I said earlier, like hopping around between different things. And Alex was so focused on getting new clients that unintentionally Alex had neglected existing clients. Definitely giving great service. Again, great service, results were happening, but not really going deep in the relationships with the current clients. And so as a result of all of this, Alex was really feeling frustrated that the business is not growing as they expected. And they said, our engagement is low. We're posting online, but our engagement is low. Our potential clients like aren't hiring us. The current clients are giving us the referrals that we thought that they would give. They're not renewing with us. They're not singing our praises on social media. And so as we talked about it, we changed the approach because really the approach, it was still a connection-centered approach, right? That's what I want to show you. Like, it was still a connection-centered approach. It, there was engagement with an audience. There were conversations. There were newsletters. There were personal posts. There were personal interactions, right? It was still connection-focused, but it was a transactional type of connection and not a relationship-building type of connection. So we switched over to a relationship-building model, and that meant focusing on building these authentic connections. Remember, we've defined authenticity already. So we, we pulled all of that in. And so Alex began still sharing valuable content and insights and then engaging in conversations, but without the conversations always having to be about why someone should hire them or why their program or their package was correct. Just really starting conversations to get to know about their audience. They also let go of some of the automation and workflows and VAs and invested more time in personalizing communication. So some of it was still at scale. But instead of just sending out newsletters and saying, why is no one responding? We used the newsletters as a way to get data and information about the individual specific people on Alex's list. And from that information, we were able to do more direct outreach and engage in more personal conversations one-on-one -on -one or even with a group of people in a way that built real relationships. Now, all of that, again, these are all future episodes for the next, I don't know how many years I'm going to be here because I believe in all of this. And this that side note, that conversation around how to use your newsletter, which is like something that you feel is one to many, to actually have one-on-one -on -one communication with people through the data that you're getting through the newsletters, which means using your newsletters differently than you've ever used them before. Like that's going to be such a great episode. But 
They definitely invested time in more personal communication, like social media, email marketing. We made sure messaging was consistent, that it was very clear what they were an expert or an authority on. We paid attention to the aspirate. So the, when I say pay attention to the audience, it meant Alex started engaging on other people's stuff more than their own, understanding what their worries were, understanding, you know, yes, market research, all kinds of stuff. But all of this allowed to provide really tailored solutions. And also, there were very many times that Alex was like, I am not the right fit for you. You should not hire me. You are not ready to hire me yet. It's not going to be a good use of your time, right? Like embracing that the relationship was more important than the transaction. And then another thing that Alex really started doing was sharing personal stories, personal experiences, social connections, helping that audience relate to them on a human level. Because again, that human to human connection outside, remember authenticity is outside of just the professional business work kind of conversations and situations, really establish that trust and really allowed people to feel like they belonged in Alex's world, that they were feeling valued and supported, that they were feeling seen, heard, and understood because the rapport, the trust, the relatability, all of that was super high. And so all of that created situations where those people really felt appreciated, really felt seen, really felt heard and wanted to be a bigger part of Alex's world and business. And that's when Alex noticed this improvement, right? Like their audience engagement increased, more inquiries came in, more clients were signed, and it all came from prioritizing building genuine connections. So that set the foundation for all the continued success. Now, connection happens not just verbally and not just written. I think that's another important point to understand. Connection involves multiple layers of communication. Again, all of these are going to be standalone episodes. I'm going to briefly talk about it because I think it's important. Because entrepreneurs, especially service-based entrepreneurs, especially service-based entrepreneurs building their business online, tend to default to social media, to written content, to video content, but mainly written content, blogs, posts, newsletters. But connection, like I said, involves all different things. And so we have to really evaluate is how you're showing up in your business, allowing for all of these different ways of connecting to happen. So what are all of these ways? So one is visual. That's storytelling, but storytelling through visual elements. So images and videos and graphics. A lot of times people are just picking graphics, but they don't have a story that they're telling behind the graphic or the colors or that. So visual, and I'm talking visual through graphics, but we're going to talk about like nonverbal communication too in a minute, but visual, right? It's essential for entrepreneurs to learn that art or to hire someone who really understands that because visual content is more engaging and memorable than text alone. And it helps grow a business because it captures attention and it evokes emotions and it makes your brand relatable. So when we're talking about how to create connection, yeah, sure, it's these messages of hi, hello, and everything we've talked about, but it's everything you're doing visually. It's also through creating memorable experiences. That can happen because you're telling a story, right? So that can be written, but it can be audio, it can be video, but you're telling a story. That's one way. But also one way that's really neglected by businesses to create a memorable experience is creating an interactive experience. 
allowing your audience to experience what it would be like to work with you before they ever work with you. What live interactive experiences, virtually or in person, whether it's professional or social, are you creating to allow people to have this memorable experience? It's so crucial. It is so crucial because it helps you stand out. It helps that relationship really get solidified and formed. And it creates a tension, but it definitely leads to an emotional connection. And all that, before someone is even a client, can lead to loyalty and even advocacy. So that's one thing to really be thinking about. How am I creating a lasting impression and a connection through memorable experiences? And then also, how am I creating a connection through sharing my values and sharing perspectives? Meaning, not just the values of your business, but your own unique perspectives and values. How am I showing up in my business and still letting people learn that about me? Even we've talked about before your offers, whether they're free or they're paid, like that's a connection point. These are some of the biggest indicators that you understand and see your audience. Are the resources, are the services you provide, are these things resonating with your audience? Are they solving problems and producing results through their eyes? not through your eyes, which often are seeing different things. And then one last way I'll mention here just for this episode, because there's so many more. And again, don't worry, guys. Future episodes, right? That nonverbal communication. I mean, one of the most overlooked ways by entrepreneurs to create connection is nonverbal communication. You can go back a couple of episodes to one that's like titled nonverbal communication, the importance of nonverbal communication in your business, and go deep into this already. But it is so important to expand your interactions with your audience beyond the written word. You have to provide opportunities for people in your sphere to experience your energy, how much space you provide, meaning like physical space between you and someone else can actually establish trust or hurt trust. Eye contact, tone of voice, physical cues, so much more. But all of this, when you're doing all of these types of connections, right, through written word, through verbal, through audio, through visual, through nonverbal, through your offers, through consistency, through authenticity, everything we've talked about here, what it's doing overall in that connection is it is establishing a sense of belonging, establishing a sense of belonging, making your audience feel like they're part of a community that shares their values and goals, right? That's what it's doing. It's, I belong. I belong connected to your business. I belong connected to you. I belong I, I belong to this community, this world, because I share your values. I share your vision. I share your goals. I resonate with you. I feel connected to you. I feel rapport. Now, in the next episode, we're going to unpack what community building really is and how you can do that in a variety of ways. But here, I want you to ask yourself, how am I establishing this sense of belonging? How am I making my audience feel like they are connected in all of these ways that we've talked across all touch points from my marketing efforts and my list building efforts to free resources and website and content and sales processes. I mean, all of these things, they play a very essential role in maintaining connection. So from the moment that someone becomes aware that you and your business exists, and remember, you may not even know that they became aware of you yet. So the moment that they are what do you have in place to connect from the start? I think here is a good point for me to insert something. I want to insert the predictor of connection because we're talking about why it's been a struggle to connect, what it all means, how do we do it? But I think 
one thing is there have been predictors over time of what will indicate a solid connection is likely or is being formed or what isn't going to form right a strong connection. So I want to discuss how the predictors of deep connection have changed and what it means for your business today. So science, right? Because I said it's the art and the habit of connection, but there's science involved too, a lot of it. And again, many, many episodes are going to cover all of this. But science has studied connections. And when I say science, like the scientific community has studied connections and they have identified a lot of factors that indicate if connection is truly being formed or if it's highly likely to form. And it used to be thought, and some of you maybe even heard me say this years ago, it used to be thought that real connection was formed through a shared background. Like, hey, we all have the same history. We all have the same background, or we're all from the same place, or, you know, there's something shared in that background or life situation, and also shared, like, interactions, like, around a common thing. So, like, hey, we all work for the same company, and because we're having multiple interactions and conversations around things related to the company, we are highly likely to be feeling connected, right? Or we're all waiting in line together. And because we're all waiting in line together, we will feel highly connected. Like those things, the multiple conversations and interactions around a common thing and also a common situation or shared background, those used to be indicators that connection was going to be high. It was really likely that if those things were in place, you would have a strong connection with that person or those people. And because that used to be true, entrepreneurs today, business owners today are often measuring whether they're connected to their audience or not by looking at how often is someone seeing or engaging on my content. That's one metric that they're looking at, often specifically related to educational-based marketing posts or promotional posts or other things directly related to the mission of the business or their services. So that's one metric. Also, newsletters, videos, how many views, how many opens, right? Open rates, views, registrations for programs, sales calls booked. Those metrics, they're important. I'm not saying they're not important. We're going to talk about those in the future. But those metrics can be great identifiers of interest, but they aren't great identifiers of connection. Even substantial engagement, even replying to a newsletter, all of these things, not indicators of connection. They are indicators of interest, nor simply sharing a common background or goal or situation with someone, a high indicator of a strong connection. So what are? What are predictors of deep connection? Because they've changed. So now in today's world, great predictors of strong connection are vulnerability, which originates with you but it's a mutual thing. Vulnerability, letting your audience learn about and know you as a human, so therefore they want you to learn about them and know about them as a human. The next one is actually, are spontaneous interactions happening? If spontaneous interactions, meaning communication that is supplementing all of the scheduled, thought-out, strategized communication and interactions. So you may have post-scheduled, newsletter scheduled, planned adventure running, workshops, classes, talks, all of these things. Are you supplementing that with spontaneous interactions? If so, if spontaneous interactions, we see this a million times, spontaneous interactions, if those are happening between you and your audience, a higher likelihood of deep connection. Also, are you just having fun banter, casual conversation between your and your, your audience, you and your audience as a whole, and also individual one-on-one people in your audience. 
just fun, casual, not related to what you do, just in general? And then are you sharing things with members of your audience that are not just professional or business related, that are personal, your personal hobbies, your personal interests, your personal education and and music you love and all kinds of things? Are you letting people learn again about you as a human, which all relates to vulnerability, spontaneous interactions, the casual conversation, sharing all this personal stuff? It's just about being personal because it's not just about a connection to your business that we're talking about, but a connection to you. But it's even more than, than that. It's not just about quantity of connections, whether that's with you or your business, but for a connection to form, it has to be enriching. And those predictors that I gave, those have been linked to that enriching experience, an experience of belonging and connection from the interactions and the communication. And again, not just with you, but to your team and between your audience members or community members as well. I mean, I can't tell you, can't tell you because it's so many. I mean, if I sat down and thought about it, I, I might be able to, but I can't tell you how many people I talk to who try to avoid relationship building in their business. They really, really wanted to be anything else. Can I do anything else than have to focus on direct messaging and outreaching and learning about people and market research and and changing language and viewing things through people's eyes and being authentic and sharing my personal self and putting relationships for could I could I it can it be anything else, Rita? Anything else that'll flow in results like automation or an evergreen funnel. Can I just create an evergreen funnel? Right. But it's not just me telling you that relationships are crucial for business success. Research has shown time and time again that people who feel a strong connection to a business owner as an individual are more likely to not only feel connected to the business, but are more likely to purchase, hire, remain loyal, be an advocate, recommend, refer. There was actually a study from Harvard Business Review that found that clients who felt emotionally connected to the business owner are 52% more valuable than those who are merely satisfied with a business's products or services. So what I'm saying is it's not enough anymore that your product or service produces a result. Because if your current clients don't feel a true connection has been formed in all the ways that we've talked about, it'll eventually hurt your bottom line because they're not going to be invested or loyal to your business because what did we say earlier? Trust is at an all-time low. They're not going to refer you. They might not come back for repeat business. So what I hope you're seeing is whether it's with current clients or prospective clients, community, audience, networks, peer, all of this stuff, like authentic, genuine connections, relationship building are non-negotiable. It is an art that you have to learn. You have to learn this art. You have to make it a habit. So real quickly, like I'm going to give you five points, five things that you could do immediately to start making connection a habit. Look at your interactions online and offline. Go back to the definition of authentic and vulnerability and say, am I doing this? Remember, it involves self-awareness and empathy. And so it's not just sharing your experiences and sharing your perspectives, right, and sharing your strengths, but doing so through the lens of, is this making a positive impact on the listener? And is it right contextually for the situation? So are you being authentic and vulnerable? Number two, how can you engage? Well, I guess if I'm giving these as tips, right? Number one, tip one, be, obviously I just have notes, but I'm turning these into tips. Number one, be authentic and vulnerable in your interactions. Number two, 
Engage in spontaneous and casual conversations with your audience. How can you put in opportunities for spontaneous, casual conversations outside of all of your beautifully, wonderfully scheduled, structured other communication? Where is there room for that? And then how can you share more personal aspects of your life to create that human connection? So again, I'm deviating the language away from tips, but like be authentic and vulnerable, engage in spontaneous and casual conversation, share personal aspects of your life, foster that sense of belonging by sharing your values and your unique perspectives, your values, your personal values. And I don't mean like your political stances and things, but like Is family important to you? Is community important to you? How can you communicate that? More importantly, how can you show that? Because again, it's about that human-to-human connection. And then how are you using visual storytelling and how are you allowing for memorable experiences to be utilized in your business? So this was a lot. Again, this is like the overview of connection, right? So now we've, we've kind of set the stage for this podcast a little bit. In the last episode, which was really the first official episode of Back to Community, we set the stage. Why does connection and community elevate business success? And in this episode, we've really, really put the magnifying glass over connection. What do we mean when we say connection? Why is connection and this kind of connection that we've talked about today non-negotiable? And why is it something that you really need to start addressing in your business now, right? And why is it something that you need to prioritize even more than getting clients and getting sales and being transactional? And in our next episode, we're going to dive deep in community. What's the difference between connection and community and why does community matter? But what I want you to see is that building deep and genuine connections with your audience is essential. It's just essential. You have to do it for success and for growth of your business. And by focusing on those predictors of connection, so vulnerability, spontaneity, personal interactions, right? You're creating the sense of belonging. You're fostering long-lasting relationships with your clients. And all of that is going to lead to increased loyalty, advocacy, and ultimately higher revenue for your business. So take time. Take time to invest in the art and the science of connection. It's an investment and it will return and also make it a habit. And when you do, you're going to watch your business thrive. And I'm going to catch you next week on another episode of Back to Community. I hope you feel inspired and ready to take action on building powerful connections and communities. Now it's time to spread the love and share this connection revolution with others. If you enjoyed today's episode, snap a screenshot, share it, or post about it on social media and tag me, Rita Goodrow. I would absolutely love to see it. In fact, as a way of saying thank you, every month I select one person to win my community building resource bundle. This bundle is packed with tips, resources, and exercises to help you build and grow community. Let's get more people in on this adventure to elevate their business success through community and connection. And remember, we are all in this together. So let's continue the conversation in the Back to Community Facebook group. You'll find the link in the show notes. Until next time, keep connecting, keep growing, and let's get back to community.